0: Rackhouse Ramblings, episode 27, take one. This is Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 27. I'm Jeff, your host, and this is the seventh episode of the second season. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is Turkey Day. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving Day. Just watch the lions get their ass whooped, as usual, so it is a uh, uh, typical typical for a Thanksgiving day, but not typical Thanksgiving. So I don't know about you guys, but we celebrated Thanksgiving uh, remotely via Zoom. So we did our family uh, Zoom call, did a couple of Zoom calls, as a matter of fact. Um, And so it's just Ann and I at the house. Uh, Normally it would be a house full of people, a house full of food, uh, but it's nothing like that. Uh, But it reminds us uh, just to be thankful for what we have and be thankful for the people we have with us. Uh, Try not to focus on any of the uh, uh, the stuff that we're missing, but be thankful for what we have. So that being said, a couple of days ago, I went to uh, Kroger to return uh, some, uh, cans and buy a few things, few little groceries or whatever. And I walked up to the bowel return and, you know, I waited my turn in line. There's this Kroger guy, uh, working in the bow return area, kind of keeping it clean and all that sort of thing. And he said, you know, there's only two machines working. The others are broken. Um, sorry for the wait. Yeah, I'm thinking no big deal. I'll just stand here and uh, wait my turn or whatever. And I could see, obviously, the guy's a learning disability. Again, no big deal. But that's one of the things cool about Kroger is they find a job for all these folks like him. I know you've seen him at uh, bagging groceries and things like that. But anyway, he was doing a good job out there. And before I knew it, I was at the front of the line. And eventually, you know, I had my turn in line. And the guy that was in front of me, he had just finished using the machine. Um, He walks over this little sink they have to wash their hands. And then he Ask the, the Kroger, He gets done and asked the Kroger kid uh, uh, for paper towel. And the kid says, hey, there's we have no paper towels. As a matter of fact, there's none in the whole store. And right away, this old white-haired guy just finished washing his hands. He got all irate and shouted at the Kroger kid and said, this place sucks. And I don't know what it is. I turned around immediately, caught a glimpse of this kid. And, you know, he's wearing a mask, but you can see in his eyes, he's like dumbfounded. He has no idea what just happened. And he's so innocent looking. And, but I'm not sure why, but I got so pissed. I mean, I went right to redlining without even thinking I yell back. I said, then shop somewhere else and get out of here. And I knew the old man heard me. I yelled, I was like, I don't know, five feet from the guy or whatever, you know. And as I'm saying that, I'm yelling at the back of his hat already. He's walking out. And uh, I, I took a breath, calm myself for a second, look over at the kid. And I said, you know, don't worry about it. I told him you're doing a great job. And It just uh, it pissed me off to no end. People like that, you know, it was uh, it's it's hard to put into words. But we got, it. and and then I'm thinking, you know, we're just lucky that these people, or I should say these people, frontline workers are even working, right? Whether it's Kroger or Myers, the gas station, whatever. If the if people weren't working like that, stock and shelves, and or we'd be screwed. You know, food and groceries would be sitting on the loading dock or in a fridge waiting to get out there. We'd be standing in longer lines and all that. I know the, long, the lines are, are long now, but just think if there was nobody working all these. So take a minute, tell these people thanks, whether you're at Kroger, you're at Meyer, you know, even the gas station, whatever store you're at, but those people, they don't make a ton of money and just, uh, just be cool. Treat people the way you wanted, you want to be treated, right? Um, take a minute. It goes a long way. I try and make it a point to do that, but I thought I'd share that story with you, and you know, I know there's assholes in the world, but uh, (laughs) we'll try not to let them bring us down. So anyway, let's get on with this. Episode 27, Rackhouse Ramblings. We're going to start right out of the gate like I've been doing lately with bourbon, and um, this week I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try bourbon and chocolate, trying to pair the two, right? two of my favorite things. Um, The bourbon I picked is one that we've sampled before. It's wild turkeys, rare breed. Uh, It's Kentucky straight bourbon barrel proof. And it's one of my favorite. It's smooth. I I like this one. And I happened to be at Costco the other day, of course, Costco again, and they have a pack of Ghirardelli uh, sample chocolates, those little squares, and they have four different kinds in there. So I've got all four of them here. There's a milk chocolate, milk chocolate with caramel. There's a dark chocolate and a dark chocolate with caramel. And so I did a quick, a quick, um, dive on Ghirardelli or Ghirardelli. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but they started in San Francisco in 1852 and they're still there today. And, uh, check out their website. It was kind of cool. Um, one of the cool things on their website, if you'll scroll down the menu and it says about chocolate, you click on that and they have a whole, uh, page dedicated within that, that, uh, Menu There's another sub menu called tasting chocolate. And I thought it was really, really, really interesting. If uh, you wanted to check it out, go to Ghirardelli.com. I'll spell it. G-H-I-R-A-R-D-E-L-L-I.com. And they have everything you want to know about chocolate, tasting chocolate. They even have like a step-by-step things on, on when you're tasting chocolate, how to set the atmosphere and all this sort of thing and what to do and to smell and to breathe. I thought it was pretty cool. It's worth checking out. So uh, GhirardelliChocolates.com, you're going to check that out. We are going to pair that with some uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed. So I've got the Wild Turkey in my hand. Uh, it, this is a barrel-proof bottle, and this might, I might have done this on my first episode, first couple ones, but it's a 116.8 proof. Uh, they put on their label. It's a number four char, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Wild Turkey is known um, in the industry, they have one mash bill. So when it comes out of the barrel, it might be a wild turkey, uh, might be a wild turkey 101, might be a wild turkey rare breed, um, depending on the flavor profile that comes out. But they have they're known for having one mash bill. So we're going to pour a little bit of this, and we're going to take a sample of chocolate, and we're going to go right on through here. So there you have just a, just a little bit for a sip, and. We're going to start out with uh, Jaredelli Milk Chocolate Square. So here's what I'm going to do. i open up the square. I'm going to take a sip of bourbon. Mm. So that's rare breed, barrel strength. Nice and smooth. Mm Okay, and take a bite of chocolate. Mm Hmm. Those go together really well. Really, really, really well. Okay. So onward to the next uh, segment. Uh, Lately, I've been channel surfing and I've stumbled across a show that I think you guys will like. It's on NPR, uh, channel 56 public TV. It's called Tastemakers. And it's a a weekly 30-minute show. Um, They have a website called watchtastemakers.com. And it's a lot about food or foodies or food bloggers or whatever. And it's more than just food, though. Um, their website says they celebrate makers, farmers, and chefs. So uh, the first episode I caught was about a guy in Louisville, Kentucky. Of course, piqued my interest, right? And uh, this guy had started a bakery with a brick oven. And what caught my attention as well as that he mills his own grain. So when you go on a distilling tour uh, at any of the distilleries, they say, oh, we bring our grains in this area and we bring them over here and we uh, grind them up with this type of grinder and it makes our mash bill. And blah. So this guy is a similar process, brings in the whole grains, goes over to a milling machine. So instead of grinding it up for uh, a mash bill, he's grinding it up for, to make a flour. So there's corn flour, wheat flour, rye flour, all these different flours, and he's doing it right there in the bakery. And then what he does also is goes right from the grinding into making breads and pizzas and all that. So he has a, a restaurant attached to the mill. So it was called Louis, Louis Mill, I think was the name of the mill, but attached to his restaurant called Matzapi. And you can check out his website m o z z a p i dot com, like mozzarella, right? And Just watching this was so so cool. So he goes through a lot of the same steps as making uh bourbon. Real simple ingredients, you know, you get your flour, your yeast, your water, a little bit of salt, let it rise, and you're good good to go. And that's the other thing I like was the the simplicity of it, right? But at the end you get this really complex product. So anyway, uh the bakery was really cool, does a lot of flatbread pizzas, the brick oven was really, really cool, and being in Louisville was cool. So This episode of Tastemakers got me interested in it, and I'm watching, I'm watching. And when that episode was over, I uh, grabbed uh, the the remote control for Comcast, and you just say into it, Tastemakers, right? And it tells you all the episodes or whatever. And this was their second season. So I went and started binge-watching the first season, which is on Amazon Prime. And so the lady that hosts it, uh, Kat Neville, I think was her name, Um, has all these really, really different, unique people. One of them was about, uh, cold pressing oils like sunflower oil. And, uh, what was the other oil shit? I'm drawing a blank here, but he takes seeds and cold presses them into different oils that you cook with. Then there's another one about a creamery where the lady will make a homemade custard, and explains the difference between ice cream and custard. Custard has egg in it and ice cream doesn't. So the egg makes it really a lot more rich and things like that. But then they kind of expound on it. So like the guy with the uh, matzo pie, he doesn't grow the grain. So she takes the, the host takes a next step and goes out to see this Amish farmer and interviews him. And this is where the grains come from. And so each show is like that. So the creamery lady with the custard, they go out to the dairy farm and talk to the that guy. And it kind of completes the circle of where it comes from and all these different things. And um, another one was, uh, boy, oh boy, cheeses, goat cheeses. And then there's another one about a butcher that was very, very interesting. So if you're at all interested, I, I thought you guys might like it, being if you're a bourbon fan or whatever, check out the show called Tastemakers. Um, search on it. Uh, their website was watchtastemakers.com. It's on NPR. It looks like it's a weekly show. So far, I've, I've uh, DVR'd two of the episodes, and they've both been really interesting. And then I binge-watched the whole first season. Um, oh, in the first season, too. They did one on oysters, another one on snails, and or I should say snail farmers and oyster farmers, things like that. So check that out. Now I'm going to take a second here, and I'm going to open up another piece of chocolate. So I've done the milk chocolate. Now I'm going to move to the dark chocolate. We're going to see how this pairs. And Girardelli says it's 60% cacao. And apparently when you go to their website, they have higher uh, percentages of, of that cacao bean, which is what makes chocolate or where chocolate comes from. I guess it sounds like a purity claim or something like that. So let's take a sip of uh, the rare breed. And a bite of the dark chocolate. Hmm, It's definitely milder. I almost want to say sharper tasting, but I'm always I lean more towards milk chocolate, but this dark chocolate goes with the rare breed. Pretty good. I, if I had to vote between the two right now, I'd say the milk chocolate tastes a little bit better, we'll see. Maybe I have another sip of rare breed. Kind of clear the palate. There we go. Okay. So tastemakers check it out on PBS, uh, Go to Prime Video if you want to binge watch it. And what do I have next for you guys? Oh, this segment, this is an interesting one. Okay, so at uh, I work at Station 3, like everyone knows, and uh, we have a young man that comes by to visit Station. His name is Logan. And Logan is an autistic kid and uh, very intelligent, very uh, articulate, very detailed, uh, really great personality, nice guy, and very cordial. Uh, polite and everything. And he is extremely interested in the fire department. He pays extremely, I don't even want to say extremely, he knows everything about every station and every piece of equipment. And by piece of equipment, I mean the, the fire engine and the squad or ambulance or a ladder truck or a rescue truck. He can tell you where they are at, if they're in service, if they're out of service, who's driving it, uh, who's on duty that day. And he has this uh, other remarkable uh, thing, he can tell you the day you met. So not just the date. So if he, if, if Logan met me on March 6th, let's say he would tell you it could, it was a Tuesday or it was a Wednesday or it was a Thursday. He's very, he's that articulate, but um, he wanted, uh, I actually, I reached out and asked him if he would like to do a weekly update. So we recorded a weekly update and the plan was to do one for every episode. And I did this just two weeks ago, and now we're back on shutdown. So our, our uh, rules say he's not allowed back in the station, and I haven't seen him in over a week now. But he sends a text almost every other day. So this is the first recording of Logan's weekly update, and it's going to sound a little bit different. The way he and I did this, we sat down at a table, and I uh, put my phone on audio record, and I pressed the record button, and uh, I, I told him to limit it to five minutes because he can go on and on and on and on and on. and on. He, He's uh, quite the talker. But um, so we limited it to five minutes. I hope you guys like it. Um, give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. Uh, if you guys like his week in review, I'll try and get some more of it. Um, if you're not sure about it, tell me that too. But I think you guys will like it. So what I'm going to do is uh, take another... Let's see, not necessarily a break, but I will quit talking, and I'm going to insert the audio that I recorded with Logan, so stay right there. Okay, Rackhouse Ramblings has a new segment. It's called uh, the Fire Week in Fire Review with Logan Kaczynski, and now I'm going to introduce Logan Kaczynski. Go ahead, Logan.
1: Hi, Warren Fire Department. This is Logan T. Kaczynski, um... Happy Veterans Day! Veterans Day is coming up. It's coming right around the corner, and um, November eleventh, right? November eleventh, yes, November yeah. eleventh, and um, and uh, we got some, we got some very important stuff that's coming along. We got the brand new Squad Six that's put in frontline service. Last night I arrived at Station Six. At sunset pre nighttime last night and I checked it out.
0: So last night yesterday it went in service at L- October second? N- no. November or November
1: second November 2nd was Sorry. when it was Sorry. put in frontline service. Okay. Anyways, I was there last night and they had no runs when I was there, but they did have their First run last night at quarter to two in the morning and it was okay. someone who was having leg pains i
0: saw squad six on the road today it's a nice looking rig
1: it is just when you thought that that squad is gone it's back It's but back. no
0: longer as a backup a new color scheme too right yep Black.
1: it certainly is
0: what else do you got on our agenda logan
1: we need prayers prayers for our dear brothers who are having some um possible covid concerns like justin kelly bill alters rick lisecki bill no ben horton and um the list goes on
0: and we'll pray for all of them right yes
1: lord please be with them blessed be the name of the lord and last night when the squad was at station six the lord gave and the lord has taken away blessed be the name of the lord
0: amen keep going what else do we
1: got And the electronic siren, this is a competition. It's a triple threat match. Phaser tone versus yelp tone versus whale tone. Who do you think is the loudest tone on the electronic siren? Because just because the electronic siren is is not as loud as the Q siren doesn't mean it still cannot be used. I mean, I've seen it and I've heard the fire engine Use the electronic siren at busy intersections. I've seen it before, and that's an example. Ten Mile and Ryan is an example of how it can be used. So
0: if you feel strongly about any of those three, you can text Logan, or you can text myself, or you can send an email to rackhouserambling at gmail.com and tell us what you guys think of the triple threat. What were the three choices again? Phaser, Phaser, Yelp, and Whale. Phaser, Yelp, and Whale. So select one. And text Logan or text myself or email at rackhouserambling at gmail.com. What else you got for us, Logan?
1: Well, um, I understand it's been a tumultuous year, but we're coming out strong. We are getting through this year together because you guys are all like brothers to me every single one of you not just in the unit two group but everyone in the Warren fire department are all like brothers even
0: though unit two is the best we like all three units right logan everyone good. is very yes very good so this is an introduction to our review with logan um any last words logan that you want to add
1: um nothing will separate any one of us From the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
0: Amen. And with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. This is Jeff, and this is... Logan. In Christ alone. All right. Rackhouse Ramblings will be right back. Stay right there. Okay, I'm back. I hope you guys like that. Uh, Like I said, Logan is very interesting and uh, articulate and detailed in the way he speaks. And and it kind of comes through in his dialogue. I'm sure you guys picked up on that. So there you go. That's our weekly update from Logan. It's about two weeks old. And I'll try and get another one for the next episode. And uh, that being said, let's take another sample of uh, bourbon. And what I'm going to do is go to the next one. It's called Dark Chocolate Sea Salt Caramel. Ghirardelli. I'm going to open this package. Okay. And it is a dark chocolate square with a uh, caramel inside that's sea salt caramel inside. So let's take a sip And take a taste Mmm, so that one has caramel And a little bit of wow This one pairs really 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 well with the rare breed hmm Really well. So that's the Ghirardelli Dark Chocolate Sea Salt Caramel. Wow, I think that one might be the winner. I've still got one more chocolate to go. That might, wow. Ghirardelli. next time you go to Costco, we'll get the sample pack with the squares of chocolate in it. I'm gonna take another sip of Rare Breed. And if you don't know, I always put one ice cube in mine, so that's why I'm having it today. So while we're speaking, Anne is upstairs. She has put together her Christmas tree, the lions are over, so that tells me uh, the holiday season has begun, and uh, the tree is up, not decorated yet, but uh, we have a pretty fancy tree. This is, I, I tell everyone, it's not the Cadillac, this is the Lexus of Christmas trees, and it actually has its own stand on wheels, and what you do when at the end of the season is you take the top off of the tree and flip it over like you're spinning the Wheel of Fortune, and uh, it has like a dust cover that goes over the top, zips up, and it's on rollers like an office chair. And then you roll this whole thing into the closet. And yes, we have a special closet just for this tree. Uh, this is Ann's passion and one of the things that she really, really loves. So we we uh, take a lot of pride in this tree and take care of it and things. This is our, I think it's our third season with the tree, I think, second or third. But anyway, our tree is up. Holiday season has begun. Uh, what else do I have for you guys? I had no takers on the Wagyu beef and then Ann spoke up and we were gonna get it and I went to Costco and they were sold out they had the two packs of steaks for 100 bucks and those were gone so if anyone is out there and sees those steaks shoot me a text shoot me a call something let me know they're out there and I'll go buy them from Costco and we're gonna do a Wagyu beef sponsored by Ann if you see Ann tell her thank you to everyone also so here we go we're gonna try one more chocolate So this one is straight up Ghirardelli's Milk Chocolate Caramel. And we'll take one more sip. Mm Mm-hmm. And a bite. Wow, that's very good. Very, very, very good. Hmm. But you know what? I'm going to go back to one, the Dark Chocolate with Sea Salt Caramel. Let me take another sip and another bite with that. Mm-hmm. So far, that has my vote. So I'm going to say the official Rackhouse Ramblings pairing will be the Wild Turkey Rare Breed with the Ghirardelli Dark Chocolate Sea Salt Caramel. And I'm going to put a picture of that on my... Here we go. I'm setting my picture up right now, so we'll put that on the old Instagram. So that being said, episode number 27 is wrapping up. Thank you guys for listening. Have a happy, ha! ha almost said happy Halloween. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, be thankful for what we have and the people around you. Say thanks to our frontline people at uh, Kroger, Meijer, Aldi's, wherever you're shopping, Fresh Time, Whole Foods, places like that. Tell those folks thanks. They do a great job. And I will talk to you uh, next week. Rackhouse Rambling signing off.